Ladies and gentlemen, biatches of all ages, it's time to turn up your radios for the most entertaining and important podcast you've ever listened to in your entire life. No, I'm not talking about the Ralph Report. I'm talking about Bridget from the East Coast. I'm talking about Aaron from the West Coast. They are the bi-coastal biatches. Ladies, the stage is yours. What do you got for us this week? Well, well, always a stellar introduction. Good day, I say to you. Flight home, which mm-hmm. we'll get into our trip later in the show. But on my flight home, some motherfucker decided to open the overhead bin uh, like moments after we got to the gate and not pay attention. And he dropped his 64 ounce fucking hydro flask full of whatever on my shoulder. And so I'm basically crippled right now. Uh, it's getting better each day. So truly, um, it's fine. I'm fine. But also Jesus Christ, sir. And he didn't even fucking apologize. He was just like, Oh, did I hit you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Helen that sounds Ke- like fun. Helen Keller saw him hit me and she's dead. Jesus. And blind. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> there are rumors about that. Allegedly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that fucking sucks. She's hypersensitive. And yesterday I had a fucking dog barking in the building for seven fucking hours. Don't know which floor. Oh, I think it's the sec- the, the floor above me. I don't think it's the apartment directly above me. But for seven fucking hours and my cat was going fucking nuts. On top of all the hair pulling and all the other stuff she did while I was gone. So, you know, I've got Psycho Cat having a breakdown over here on me. So it's great. It's fucking awesome. Uh, so I have two follow-ups on that. One, mm-hmm. uh, was Abby slightly above you in your apartment building yesterday? Because I feel like she barks all day sometimes. She may have been. <laughs> you little bitch. I'm just kidding. She's so cute. She's staring at me right now like I hold the secrets of the fucking world. And then my other thing, and I know that uh, Sassy's mental health causes you some sadness. And that this is a at times, a, you know... An emotional thing for you. But I have to tell you, on a completely unrelated to the emotional trauma, I imagine that your apartment looks like uh, the original Star Trek and that there are tiny little tribbles <laughs> all over your apartment because Sassy's fur is not dissimilar from that sort of brownish, blackish, random tribble color. And so that's that's what I imagine when you say she's pulling out little clumps. Yeah, it's exactly what it looks like. There's little balls of fur all over the place and like while we were away for the weekend uh the woman who was taking care of my cat for me was sent me a picture and she gave me the warning she's like oh you know sassy pulled some fur out but i picked it up for you i was like oh that's fucking awesome but i had told her she didn't need to do it because i know i was going to see it and when i got home the amount of fur that was on the floor just it was astounding but yeah it's little little clumps she pulls it right out. She looks like she's about to groom herself. And next thing you know, she's got her mouth on her fur and she's ripping it out. 
almost like a waxer ripping your hair out. I mean, it's difficult. But yeah, it does look like little triples on the floor. And then every so often when she does it on the wood floor or the whatever the fuck material it is, because it's not really wood, um, like I'll open the door and all of a sudden I see fur go flying. So it almost looks like tumbleweeds (laughs) on the street flying through. And it's like, oh, so, yeah, this is the time I wish I had a uh, that like. Or no, that's 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 not the noise I meant. But you know what I'm talking about that like stereotypical ghost town like. Yes. I wish I had that sound bite so bad. (laughs) Oh my god, Jesus! Uh, Yeah, it sucks. Um, I will say while we were gone, our listeners uh, missed us for sure. We our cup runneth over. In the voicemail department, and I had them coming at me. It was, I felt like it was at like a voicemail orgy, and instead of dicks, <laughs> it was voicemails. They were just coming at me in rapid succession from all angles. Um, so today, truly, I, I keep saying we're going to cultivate, and then we keep trying to play everyone's stuff. So today, we did have to cultivate. So um, I have a handful of curated voicemails for the show to move us along. Ooh. I know, awesome. right? Look at awesome. this. Awesome. We're... And I do have some emails for us for after that. Oh, we're so organized. What do you fucking know? All right. Well. I mean, this is episode 20, right? I know. Happy 20th. Happy 20th. Yes, that's right. Well, we better be getting fucking organized at this fucking point because this is ridiculous. I know, right? I mean, if I download... Or research one more fucking recording platform. I'm going to lose my fucking mind. I, I tell you that. Um, yeah, anyway, so cool. And by the way, thanks to the people who occasionally prevent me from um, imploding with the technology. Because uh, there's a couple of our couple of our friends uh smoky or midnight smoke as you guys know him he is just phenomenal and full of wisdom and then also uh i think it's pot of thrones right or yes. jeff of jeff jeff, jeff of pot of thrones jeff yep. of pot of thrones uh is also just graciously offered many times to help and i just thank you gentlemen so much because i tip my hat to you gentlemen <laughs> all right well let's let's jump into it because what makes you feel better than people who missed you and what makes you feel better than brown santa mr talamantog Woo! hello ladies i missed you guys since it's been a couple of weeks but you guys were out having fun on the east coast and hanging out with the odd pods media network group and congrats bridget on winning their uh little game show thing they did that was pretty cool and uh, I forget what the name is. I'm sorry, Smokey, but don't kill me. Anyways, uh, I'm driving to work, and I remembered a rant I wanted to tell you guys about a while back. Don't you think it's kind of stupid that now hotels in Las Vegas are charging you to park in their parking structure, even if you are a guest at that hotel? tables and the slot machines it's kind of fucking ridiculous it's like can't you just let us park for fucking free 
I don't know. Anyways, it's Tally Man Todd out. See ya. <laughs> Todd, I am very impressed. You did a Bridget-type rant there. That was good. You needed to drop a few more F-bombs, but that was definitely a Bridget rant. However... And I don't know, maybe it's just a Northeast thing in like the major cities in the Northeast, but um, most hotels in the major cities, if you drive your car there or have a rental car, they will charge you to park. Um, I've seen this happen in Boston. I've seen it happen in Providence, Rhode Island. And of course, New York City, because guess what? Erin and I, after we were done in New Jersey, we stayed in a hotel in New York, and we um, we had my car with us. And the to- hotel, how much the hotel want us to want to charge us for parking? <laughs> Sixty five dollars a night, and that was on top of the resort fee because that's for like the fucking business center <laughs> and the gym. But anyway, I digress. Go ahead. Sixty five. Yeah, sixty five fucking dollars a night. So like, it's absolutely ridiculous. It's insane. And I agree with you, Todd. We should not have to pay that extra charge when you're paying for your room and you're paying resort fees and all that other shit. Build the fucking parking into the thing. But at the same time, knowing like especially in the Northeast and these smaller cities um, where there's not as much real estate available, I do understand why it happens because they, you know, they they got to charge it. They got to make it a premium so they have less people there because there's just really no availability for it. Um, but like at least in New York, and I don't know if these other cities do it, but in New York, there is an app you can use. And I use this anytime I'm driving into the city and the app is called park Wiz. Maybe I can get them to fucking sponsor us. That would be fucking nice. Um, but what the app does is you put in where you're going to be and the length of time that you need a parking spot. And it will show you all the nearby parking garages and what the costs are. And so for us, when we went into the city the other day, we needed parking from like one o'clock Sunday afternoon until pretty much one o'clock Tuesday afternoon. So 48 hours worth of parking. I found a lot three blocks away from us that charged us a total of $56 for the entire 48 hours, which was less than one night with the hotel, which like, I mean, that makes a huge fucking difference. And I know, um, in the past, I went to go see a show in Midtown one night, and I had gotten my parking through ParkWiz, charged me like twenty-five dollars for the for the night of parking, and I had um, arrived at the lot about the same time as this other woman, and we were both leaving at the same time. I'm going to guess we were probably at the same show, and they, she did not use ParkWiz, and the cost was like double the amount. So. I highly recommend Park Wiz if you're going to be in New York City. But yeah, Todd, Las Vegas should have enough space that you should not have to pay for parking. So they fucking suck. I hate these motherfuckers. And Park Wiz, come sponsor us. Thank you. <laughs> oh, God. Um, I think that would be delightful, Park Wiz. I'm all about it. <laughs> please, so am I please sponsor us and then also next time I'm in New York visiting Bridget if you could just and forcing her to do touristy things but we'll get into that later could you free park us please <laughs> please <laughs> okay um well so that, so that was Todd and um 
God, he's gonna be mad uh, if if he decides to come out uh, to next year's mini con for Odd Pods because <laughs> they're talking Vegas. <laughs> you have <laughs> to pay true. to park. Um, but so here is a another color that we love. Here we go. Hi, Beatrice and Erica. Colin here. <laughs> Hope you're doing well. Missed you last week, but I'm glad you all had a fantastic time in Jersey. I thought I'd leave a quick message to address the email my lovely wife sent you. (sighs) Yes, she loves me very much as I do her, but there is no secret about me at all. It's just a case of pay attention. If your partner seems to like what you're doing, do more of it. It's no great trick, but maybe it is. Anyway, I'll speak to you soon. Love you. Bye. Ah, yes, Colin. Your wife is still a lucky woman because you understand the very secrets of pleasing a woman. If she's making happy sounds and happy faces, keep doing what you're fucking doing. If she's not making happy sounds and you look up and she's reading her fucking texts on her phone or is bored stiff, change it up. But again, happy sounds, happy voice, happy face. Keep it up. Don't change. Keep doing it. Don't fucking change. If if your lady is on her cell phone, like watching TikTok or some shit. You should probably just stop having sex altogether with anyone because even the guy that was trying to stir my vagina like a cake, I at least tried to participate. (laughs) I didn't whip my phone out. So I'm just saying, if that happens, (laughs) give it up. Just fuck your hand for the rest of your life because no woman will be satisfied. Um, but, But speaking of satisfied, I am dissatisfied, Colin. Our names are not Beatrice and Erica. <laughs> Thank you so fucking much. I think there was some throwback that my old lady brain is like confused about. Like maybe did Mrs. Colin call us? I don't think she did, but I think we were talking in one of our episodes about um using the wrong names and how I prefer Bridget over bridge and stuff like that. And cause I do know, I, I vaguely recall us talking about how when people call me by the wrong name, it's almost always them using the name Brenda. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Cause I said I was going to call you Brenda for the rest of your life. Yeah. Except I know a really nice Brenda. So, uh, that's a lovely name anyway. Okay. Let's let's move along. So we've talked about dicks and um, proper use of your hands and paying attention in sex. So let's let's listen to this next caller. Hello, you beautiful bar ladies. It's Big Dick Ricky here. Woo. <laughs> I'm sticking with it until someone comes up with something better because that's a that's classic. Um. All right, so, Bridget, we do have very dangerous bugs and snakes and spiders and all that sort of stuff, but honestly, they just, 
they're more scared of you than you are of them. Uh, I live on a property, as you guys know, and I have yet to see a snake in the two years that I've been there. Um, yeah, so spiders, yeah, there's spiders around, but people that, the only people that actually get bitten and die from these things, is like, I've never heard of anyone that's died from any of these things. So, uh, yeah, so that's my uh, two cents on that one. Um, so, you know, all right, guys, love you. Bye. Hmm. <sighs> See, that's a happy sound. Yes. You keep, keep doing it. You that's keep doing sound. that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, it's no secret that Tim is possibly my number one, but let's say top five just to keep him working hard. Ah, uh, see, hard, dick. Mm. I'm going somewhere with this. No. Anyway, look, he is he is definitely on my crush-worthy list. But also, I love and respect his wife. So it's, it's, it's a little conflicting. But guess what? We're not going to have to call him Big Dick Ricky anymore. Because no. friend of the show, Pirtle. First of all, Pirtle, I'm so sorry. You left me so many messages. Yours were kind of the, the orgy dicks coming at me. It was just a lot. Um... And we're going to have to work that out because how you're sending them to me, they don't play on my soundboard app. And uh, some of them were quite funny. So we'll work that out. I'll get some of that content to you. But she texted me and said that she had a name for Tim. And she said that it should be Timber. We could just say Timber. We don't have to yell it every time. But she said it should be Timber because it's so big he's gotta yell timber mm. yeah yeah i like timber I really like it that timber works yeah so i mean i'll i'll i'll, <laughs> I'll go down for timber that's for sure <laughs> i second that and in a very uh harry potter-esque way i say i officially or no just the queen i dub the timber timber very good i like it he is timber that is for sure yes timber makes me happy i like that also um i see possible future for us as bicontinental biatches Mm. because we can go stay with timber who by the way didn't agree to this i'm just putting him on the spot it's like when you ask your mom if your friends can stay in front of your friends so she has to say yes <laughs> anyway uh we should totally do the bi-continental bitches take on australia i was gonna say take on timber but that's uh, hey still respect you be- sin <laughs> and let's be realistic we've both seen pictures of his place down there and oh my god it's fucking gorgeous but i have to say tim i really don't think that those bugs and animals are more scared of me than i am of them and so you know i i just don't believe it so it's still going to be a real hard time for me to get myself down there you know i, I just don't know if i could do it but you know I would try. I would try for Timber. I definitely would. I'll go down. I mean, to Australia. <laughs> I'll go to us. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you'll go down for. Sure. Hey. Okay. 
Um, okay, so that's all I have for voicemails and such, but I think you have some listener inbox stuff. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. So first up, I love the fact that this has now become a husband-wife listening thing or a husband-and-wife contribution situation here because Colin's lovely wife, who has told us that Colin is an amazing lover, which just, you know, glad to hear that. Good for her. She's a lucky woman. She sent us an email, and, and, and it's a pretty good question. And she asks, why is there no mouse-flavored cat food? And, you know, that's like, you know, that makes a good sense because why isn't there any mouse flavored cat food? I mean, they give us chicken, they give us fish, they give us beef, but why not mouse flavored? I mean, I, I just don't get it. I mean, actually, there's even duck flavored uh, uh, cat food because there's a prescription food that I have to give her that is made of duck. So um, why not mouse I mean, they fucking chase cat. They chase birds. They eat them. They go after fish. They eat them. Why not mouse or mice? That's a really good question. Um, It seems like a no-brainer. Also, side note, sub-question, what the fuck does mouse taste like? Maybe we just don't know. (laughs) Maybe it tastes like chicken, and that's why they figure, why bother? Yeah. Do you watch Lucifer, by the way? Uh, I am shockingly behind, but, but yes, yes, I'm a fan of Lucifer Morningstar. Oh yeah. Well, th- cause there's something related to that, but since you're behind, I can't say it. So never mind. Well, uh, if we really want to confess here, I haven't even finished the last season of Supernatural. So <gasps> I don't know what happened when I had that big DVR issue, like back in California where I lost everything. Mm. The last season wasn't up on Netflix yet. And so mm. I just kind of fell away from it. So I'm actually uh, going to restart it, I think, just nice. from the beginning and go through. You know, because I have... That's actually a good idea. 15 years of free time right now. Anyway, um, <laughs> sorry. I didn't mean to hijack that, but uh, yeah. yeah. That's okay. Okay, so yeah, that's a good question, Kathy. I have no fucking idea why there is no mouse flavored. And I think, you know what, maybe if you're going to be a business entrepreneur, maybe you should start that. And sponsor <sighs> our show. Exactly. You know, we're giving you the idea here. We're giving you a platform. We'll help you out there. Um, okay, so our next email comes from our friend Jody in Huntington Beach. Mm. I know. I I can't wait because I just can't wait to see her again because I saw her only the once and she's just so sweet. So anyway, Jody tells us that she is happy to report that she is caught up again and she's just finished listening to our last episode and is thankful that she uh asked and thanked us for reading her email and answering our her question about the baldo. And yes, I still say I want to fuck somebody with the baldo because why the fuck not? <laughs> Sorry, you said you want to fuck someone with the baldo. Well, I want to fuck someone who's using a baldo. Is that better? Oh, okay. I was like, what are you planning to shove into the baldo to fuck with? But okay, no, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, it's early here still. So my brain. Yeah. It's okay. Because you're right. It probably did come across that way. Um, she and she wishes us safe and happy travels. And then she says, and I, you know, I, I, I'm, I was negligent. I was a negligent host while you were here. 
She reminds, she says, Aaron, I hope you were both able to enjoy bagel perfection during your time together. I am sorry, Aaron. I, I never made sure you got yourself a New York bagel. <laughs> I, I, I'm a horrible person. I'm a horrible host. <laughs> I'm okay. Uh, Honestly, because guess what? I had that bag of bacon in Connecticut. So mm. I'm still talking about it. I literally told two people yesterday. I am not <laughs> shitting you. I can't stop talking about this $2.79 bag of bacon from Dunkin' Donuts. Well, you got to tell our listeners about the bag of bacon from Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, so first of all, I when I was young. When I was, like, in high school, I thought Dunkin' Donuts was luxury. Every time I went to New York, which was a lot, because we'd go for Broadway theater, I would get so much Dunkin' Donuts coffee. I just thought it was so good. And now I'm an adult, and I drink real coffee. And I'm like, oh, this is piss water with sugar and milk. Anyway, long story short, the amazing hotel I stayed at in Connecticut didn't have a restaurant, and then I didn't drive, and so my option was DoorDash. So I did DoorDash for breakfast, and I got Dunkin' Donuts, and all of it was pretty much inedible. But this bag of bacon, and it was like a small McDonald's size, uh, like a small fry bag from McDonald's, just stuffed fucking full of the tiniest, crispiest bacon you could imagine. And my family is of the school of thought that we like that really crispy bacon. So before anyone says anything, I admit that I am a monster. But I microwave my bacon because I like it to get that crispy, like, um, almost like a pork rind, like, meltiness to the, the fat components. Oh, so good. Anyway, this bag of bacon was kind of almost there when crispiness and then it was lightly sweet and it had some um like pepper on it oh mm. so good anyway that's yeah i've looked for it since you told me about it and i have not yet found it around me so i'm wondering if it was like a trial run in that specific area but i'm going to keep looking for it because it sounds fucking delicious um that trial run succeeded so fucking <laughs> put that shit on. And then also, I'm not going to buy anything else on the menu, but get Dunkin' Donuts out into the Portland, Beaverton area so I can put that in my face hole. Yeah, that would be good. So speaking of our trip, we got an email from one of the people we got to meet while we were in New Jersey. And it's your particular friend, Aaron, from the Because Fuck You, That's Why podcast. And he says, are you crazy? So, Aaron's email. I'm listening to your first few episodes, and I'll get, a ca- I'll get caught up eventually, but first we have to deal with something. Rent? Rent is my doppelganger's favorite musical? Have you heard other musicals? Sunset Boulevard could have Rent for Breakfast. It was everywhere when I was in high school. And with the exception of a couple of interesting songs, it's incredibly overrated. And I want to hear Aaron defend this abhorrent misjudgment. P.S. I'm totally kidding. People are allowed to have whatever they want to love for whatever reason they want. And people who shit on things people love are hater losers with inferiority complexes and baby bee dicks. B spelt like the insect bee. Aaron then continues with... 
One thing I will not shit on is John Barrowman, unless he asks nicely and pays my usual fee. I grew up thinking I was 100% straight, but John convinced me I was at least 10% gay. I love when he shows up in QI or any of the other British panel shows I regularly watch, but I am dying for him to be on Taskmaster. John Barrowman can get it, and by it, I mean my baby B dick. That's all for now. I'll keep listening if you keep talking. Looking forward to making A&E a thing, Aaron. Oh, fucking Aaron. Let me tell you something, Aaron. John Barrowman would make any straight man 10% gay because, oh my God, we fucking love John Barrowman. And he's just he's just a doll. And I can just imagine how much fun he is on any of those British panel shows because he's just fucking great. And the Brits have a much better sense of humor and ability to take themselves less seriously than us fuckers. But that's besides the fact. So, Aaron, can you defend fucking Rent? Well, first of all, Rent is lovely. It won a Pulitzer Prize, so step the fuck off. But also, Aaron, great name, by the way. Um, I don't. I I know you're new to the show, and you're probably multitasking because you're talented and good looking, just like me. Uh, but uh, I believe I said Rent was one of my favorite shows. I, in fact, never identify my top main show because, depending on my mood, it it changes. But I will say Sunset Boulevard's in the top one or two, always. It's it's never quite in that top one spot because I'm just always afraid. I I adhere to, like, a top five concept. I kind of keep them evenly rotating because what if tomorrow the next Best Musical has come out and I yesterday had said, oh, uh... Sunset Boulevard is my favorite musical for all time. Then I sound like a real piece of shit fucking loser who flips on shit. So, top five. Anyway, that's that's what I have to say about that. And um, also, I, I forget that Aaron loves British shit. It's just another reason that we're basically the same human being. Mm, Why don't yeah. have a dick? So we're like... Well, he apparently he says he only has a baby bee dick, so you know. Well, okay. I still don't have <laughs> one. It doesn't matter how big it is. I don't have it. Mm, true. Very true. And, and what's this A and E thing that he's talking about? Are you about to cheat on me? It's not cheating so much <laughs> as I. Okay, so. Why, why save this story for after our break? Let's tell this first bit of the story first. Mm-hmm. When I met Aaron, I said to him, first of all, the first day we were in Jersey, I um, I partook in some marijuana. <laughs> I don't know if anyone picked up on that that I smoke weed, but I do. But I'll tell you what, I don't smoke a lot of sativa. When you have extreme anxiety... You shouldn't smoke that. Makes you feel like you're dying. So I was I was pretty high. And felt like I was dying. And Aaron and some other people came into our hotel room and I said, I'm not trying to hit on you. Literally, it's how I started this conversation with, with Aaron. And I said, I'm not trying to hit on you. But and then I explained how girl brains work and that I've tried to date Aaron's in the past because... I think that would look so cute on party invitations or like a wedding invite or whatever. Aaron and Aaron. And and then I was stuck. I was like in this like, 
I was for listeners who know what records are. Uh, <laughs> I use. <laughs> I felt like I was like. I just kept playing that and skipping and going back and playing it over and anyway. So I got out of that loop and formed this lovely friendship over the course of two ish days. And by the last day, I was like, "We got to get a podcast, man. We got to do like an Aaron and Aaron podcast." And at first, Aaron was like, "I mean, maybe I don't know. I'm I'm real busy." And then I was like, "Okay, we call it A and E." And he was mm. like, "Yeah, yeah." And that would be A and then the letter N and then E because we don't want to get sued by A and E network. Mm. Um, and we have no idea what it's going to be about, when we're going to do it, if it's going to happen. But it is our pipe dream as we are very similarly minded human beings. Oh, so you're planning on being ethically non-monogamous. Don't you fucking throw that at me. <laughs> don't you. Don't you do that. Don't you do that. I think it'll be a great idea. You and Aaron had a very good chemistry together. So I think you guys will have a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. I support it. Great. Um, Well, this seems like a a good time for a break. And I I don't just mean like that you and I are on a Ross and Rachel break. I mean, let's, (laughs) let's just take a break, recollect our thoughts, and then we'll be right back. Ladies and gents, this is the moment you've waited for. And we're back. Hey, everyone. How was that break for you? (laughs) Was it as good for you as it was for me? I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, This is a visual sight gag that Bridget's seeing and you're not, but I had a piece of uh, fiber fill, like a long-ass piece of fiber fill, like the stuffing for pillows and stuff, attached to me. In a way that looked like I was doing that, like, string ladder thing with your hands you do as a kid. Oh, yeah. And so when I moved my hand just now to say, we're back to you, I was <laughs> like, what the fuck is wrapped around? I thought it was a spider web. And I was going to lose my mind because that shit doesn't go away. All right. So we're back. Hi. <laughs> Greetings. So I think now that we're back, we should probably talk about our trip to New Jersey. I, we did touch on it briefly while we were talking about Aaron, who was one of our new friends there. Um, so I don't know. You want to start? You want to talk about it a little bit? You start. I, I'll jump in. Sure. I do want to say that I love that you have a difference between Aaron and Aaron. I like that you've got Aaron and you've got Aaron. And I, That's because one starts with an A and one starts with an E. They are two different sounds. <laughs> right. No, I understand that. But my um, formerly Pittsburgh, most of my life from California, though, instead of Pennsylvania brain, just as Aaron. <laughs> it's just we because of the, the vocal differences in our regional accents, mm-hmm. there is no differentiation between Aaron and Aaron. For West Coast people. It's just... But I love it. I just literally can't make my mouth say Aaron without <laughs> sounding like I'm making fun of you. <laughs> I just can't. But I do I, like no, it. No, I understand. I, I, I get it. I find it amusing because even when we listen to Tally Man do his intro, especially the first time I heard it, I'm like, why is he saying Aaron? 
<laughs> I love it. I love it. Ugh. Um, yeah, no. So we went out. So, uh, because fuck you, that's why. Who is a founding member of the Odd Pods Media Group, and then in association with them a little bit, as well as the folks over at Podaskew, hosted this little mini convention for us. We all went to New Jersey and stayed in this interesting hotel, and we went and hung out and did the Kevin Smith Red Bank stuff and networked, and I've I've made some new friends for life you know like my my new apparently ethically non-monogamous second potential (laughs) podcast (laughs) yes no it was really great to meet the odd pods crew um obviously we had rico and cj from podeskew there smoky aaron and Augie from because fuck you that's why we had jamie from married with television um, God, and I'm drawing blanks on everybody else, but broom. <laughs> he had a bunch. Broom, Bro- broom, yeah. His broom. name was Jonathan, but they called him Broom. Broom I don't, was there. I'm... Logo Mike. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, oh God, why am I drawing total blanks on everyone? Well, then there were some. There was. We had some fans that came too. We had ZZ Todd. True. And yes. um, Justin and his wife Miranda. Justin, that's yep. his name, right? Yeah. Yes, it is um, Justin. They came and they were just everything you would hope a fan would be. Oh, um, and Seaman. Oh, hmm. <laughs> I love him. You know, I was actually texting with him last night. Last time you and I talked, I was like, it's been two days and we haven't talked. Uh, but he and I were nice. talking last night. Uh, so for those of you who don't know, he is not on... Um, you know, I already forgot what his YouTube thing was called. It's, it's so called fun. Cinema Sit Down. Cinema Sit Cinema Down. Cinema underscore Sit Down. So he is uh, a YouTuber and way cooler than us. But anyway, he is fun. And basically in some countries, we're pretty much married now because once we discovered each other, <laughs> we never stopped talking to each other other than to sleep pretty much. The rest of the trip, and uh, he's a, he's a real kick in the pants. And yesterday we were texting a little bit, and I I have asked him to review or discuss horror movies with me on the show because, as you know, Bridget is not a fan, and I intend <laughs> to see Halloween Kills, and so we're trying to figure out if maybe we can just discuss the Mike Myers lore or something. And um, and so I was texting him, and and he was like, just you know, like I'm I'm really busy. It's not that we're not friends for life, but I'm going to disappear. And I was like, oh, my fucking God, I'm the same. You're going to go days, maybe even weeks. And then I'll see something. I'll be like, holy fuck shit. I haven't talked to C-Man in a minute. And I'll be like, yo, Corey, what up? That's just how I am. So I, I, I just I met some really amazing people and not to diminish our bestie relationship that mm-hmm. we have. Um, but just, I forget there are other people that like the same shit I do out there because I've been alone due to COVID. And so every person I met, I was like, I love you. Let's be best (laughs) friends forever. But anyway, I like that, that C-Man and I, we, we set expectations for each other yesterday that we're basically like, we're friends for life, but we're going to drift in and out because we're also super busy adults. So... 
And as long as everybody understands that, because then, you know, I think sometimes people forget that, you know, when you're an adult and you have responsibilities, it's, you know, sometimes hard to stay in as close of a contact as you did when you were young with lesser responsibilities and not lesser as in less important, but, you know, not as lesser as in fewer. Right. Well, look. I'm I'm going to let you guys in on a little insider secret here. There are days that Bridget and I text all fucking day. And then, you know, it'll be like the day before we're about to record. And I'll be like, hi, how are you? Sorry we didn't talk this week. Are you ready for the show tomorrow? And that's just, that's, we have busy adult lives because we have jobs that pay the bills. And then we have jobs like this which are not a job where we just have fun and talk to all you guys absolutely plus my, our own social lives and stuff I like that and other away? friendships am I keeping you up <laughs> sorry <laughs> I'm so sorry I didn't think that was his left <laughs> <laughs> our friendship works because we can bust each other's balls and we can be like totally fucking real and it's just it is what it I mean you lived through two days of my snoring in New York City and it didn't bother me I put in the earplugs which didn't really work much but like I I was fucking tired like that's the beauty of my life I like this is one of the good things about me is if I am tired I will sleep wherever it does not fucking matter noise doesn't bother me if I am tired I close my eyes I'll pull the blankets over my bed if there's too much light or something, and I pass out, and it's good. I'm very lucky that way. Oh, well, your fucking New York roommate who couldn't stop <laughs> watching the Express advertisements wouldn't close the blinds. So I imagine you slept with your thing over your head quite a, your covers over your head quite a bit. I was fascinated with that, by the way. I don't know why. I've always I am I'm a ooh shiny person, definitely, but. <laughs> I've always really liked all the ads and the the video and stuff. And I remember when Times Square was not mostly videos that it was all billboards. Like I remember the, I can't remember what alcohol it was, but uh, there was a whiskey or something that um, one of the buildings had cut a little Mm -hmm. hole out. And so their ad said, you know, um, drink our whiskey, whatever. And uh, as a gift to apartment, blah, blah, blah. We're giving you daylight because some of those buildings, they cover the windows and shit. And so they had cut out a hole just as big as one one apartment's window to let them have daylight on that side. And I just I always thought that was so clever. And I used to love the steaming cup of noodles. And before that, there was the like chock full of nuts or whatever steaming coffee, which those are gone. So that makes me sad. And there used to be that giant in the early 2000s, that huge fucking TBS billboard of Carrie Bradshaw when they first started playing that on TBS. And I just, I love Times Square. So when I was able to watch sort of a relay service from my my bed of uh, (laughs) Times Square bouncing off at least two buildings to get to my area. First of all, I was certain that Express had started having uh like a plus size line that went up to like size 30 because the buildings were so (laughs) distorted that i was like look at that plus size girl go in her jeans and crop top but then i was like oh those are regular skinny models it's the distortion of several buildings 
um yeah 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 no yeah, the the light. I mean, it it was like daylight twenty four seven in our room with the windows open. But again, that shit doesn't bother me. My parents did a very good job of making sure I could sleep in any type of condition. Probably because they didn't they wanted me to sleep and stop annoying them. But <laughs> I can sleep anywhere. Meanwhile, I travel with a sleep mask, so at some point I was like, "Okay, good night," and I pulled my sleep mask down. So. I am light sensitive, but I was like, fuck everyone else. I'm going to do this. <laughs> I did ask you, though. I asked when yes. we got to the room. I was like, is this going to bother you? And you were like, no. So I was like, cool. Watch it. Yeah. And it's funny because I actually keep a sleep mask at home for weekend use because even though like I have the dark, like I don't like having the darkening curtains just because I want some light in my room because the my old apartment had so little natural light coming in. I want to see daylight. Plus I spend whether I'm in the physical work office or my home office, both, both of those offices um, do not have windows. So I don't get any natural light. So I want to try and get as much natural light as I possibly can. So on weekends I use the sleep mask just so I can get myself just so I'm able to sleep a little bit longer during the day. Um, But in general, if I'm tired, I'm fucking tired. I go to sleep. I don't give a shit. It doesn't bother me. And our hotel, let's just talk about our hotel for a minute. It was the Hotel Edison, right? In Times Square. So It was good. It was a good hotel. It was adorable. Definitely kept my booze real cold on the window, too. Thank you. I bet it did. I bet it did. Um. It was a really cute hotel. And, you know, and again, if you've never stayed in New York City, and when we say New York City, or I refer to it as the city, we're talking about Manhattan, the hotels, the hotel rooms are tiny because they just have to be in order to get, you know, to bring in enough people to be able to make money. So the rooms tend to be a bit on the tiny side. But this room was, you know, it was two queen size beds and they fit it comfortably. Um, they had a little mini desk for us. They, there was some room to put your uh, luggage out, and you know, and the the bathroom was a little on the small side. But again, you're in you're in the city. You you anticipate that. So, and if you've never been in the city and you've never been in a metropolitan area for any significant length of time, it's you're shocked at how tiny it is and how much you're spending on it. But this is what happens when you go to the city because it's just it costs everything costs more. And there's less physical space. Um, but the bathroom, like the the showers, oh, my God, the water pressure was fantastic in the shower. Um, it was a relatively nice sh- uh, bathroom. I mean, there was one little issue <laughs> with it. but And that wasn't as bad as it could have been. Um, but in general, it was a really nice room. And it was a nice hotel. Um, the housekeeper left something to be desired. But that's just because she was a dumb cunt. But that's <laughs> <laughs> oh god you put the gone. sign on the door <laughs> so what happened was is we we did put the do not disturb sign on the door so we don't expect anybody to come in to clean nor do we expect anybody to knock because that's what happens so i decided we needed some extra towels and i hear the cleaning people outside our room while we have the do not disturb sign on and I walk out and very nicely, and I know I was being nice. Um, I very nicely said, Hey, do you have some extra towels? And she fucking flips out on me about putting the sign on the door. And I'm like, no, I know the sign was on the door. 
I didn't expect you to come in. I'm just asking you right now because you're here. Do you have some extra towels? And thank God the guy was there who I saw earlier in the morning. He's like, no, 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 I'll get them for you. I'll get them because she wasn't getting us the fucking towels because we put the sign on the door. So he went and got us the extra towels and they were fresh out of the dryer. So it was really nice. So he's the one who got the tip and not that fucking bitch. Well, and so this was our second day that we needed the extra towels. No, mm-hmm. first day. Afternoon of the first day. Yeah. And um, I was repacking my suitcase for the 97th time because I had to buy everything <laughs> I saw in New York. Truly, though, I think I did pretty well. I didn't buy nearly as much as I could have. Especially That's when I was true. let loose in that Harry Potter store. I could have easily spent <sighs> thousands of dollars. And I, oh my God. I think I only spent like 120 something. Oh, that's not bad at all. No, I was, I was like, does this bring me joy? Bullshit. As I walked around and I put a lot (laughs) of shit back. Although I bought one of those chocolate frogs and then I'm always so fucking sad because it's like basically Palmer's quality, like cheap Halloween chocolate. But you get that lenticular wizard card that I'll keep for a few months until I throw it away and they're $12. Mm -hmm. So it's basically a $12 (laughs) shit candy bar. Um, anyway, no, so I was repacking my bag. So I heard this whole conversation going on and I heard the lady being a real piece of shit human being. And I was like, man, Bridget's like being so polite. Like she's not even like giving it to this lady and she could be like, I want my fucking towels. (laughs) But she's just like, well, I know the sign was on the door, but I'm asking you And, and I'm doing that. And then I lost track of where we were at and I'm just like shoving things in my suitcase I was excellent at Tetris. And as such, I am excellent at packing luggage. And I'm excellent at packing um, cars full of luggage or boxes for moving, etc. So I'm like sticking this stuff in there. And all of a sudden, Bridget is in front of me. And she's like, feel these. These towels are warm. Feel them. And I was like, okay. So I, I, I did. And they were very warm. And... That's all they wrote on the towel incident of 2021. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. But the hotel was, in general, pretty nice. So I I was content with the hotel. As compared to our hotel in New Jersey, that was interesting. So we got a hotel. uh, The room that we rented for while we were in New Jersey was called a Queen Deluxe. And in the description, it says it's a two-level room, which I was like, oh, this is awesome. And the description talks about a full kitchen, talks about a fireplace, a sitting area, all of which is true. But what they didn't tell you is is that even though you're in a two-level Queen Deluxe suite, you have to walk up a flight of stairs just to get to your first floor. So we were technically on the second and third floors of the building we were in. And when you walk in, the setup the setup of the ho- hotel room is, in general, fantastic. <clears throat> you walk in, you got the kitchen, you've got the sitting area, um, and then on the first floor, there's one bedroom with a its own bathroom, and you could shut the door, and you could be in your own little world, and then you could walk up a very steep flight of stairs to go to the second level, which has the other bedroom and its own private room. So it was great for us because we were able to have our own separate space at the beginning of the weekend. Um, However, (laughs) 
they it looks to me like they bought one of those old like uh summer cabin areas that like you know like you saw in dirty dancing type of thing where they bought a bunch of like those different rooms and stuff and decided to make a hotel out of it which is still a great idea they had a pool outside that was closed up because it's october there was a fire pit that apparently wasn't working but like it was like a nice little fun area and like if the rooms were slightly better it would have been like a perfect spot. But when you when we walked in, we see that they had put like new flooring down that vinyl laminate or whatever the hell it is. Um, but then I looked over at the trim and on the trim, you could see where they had pulled out a rug because you could still see the strands from the rug on the trim. And then we looked around a little bit more and um, no backsplash in the kitchen. And when I say no backsplash, I don't mean like there was no backsplash and it was just sheetrock or something like that. I mean, they ripped off whatever backsplash they had and left the dry glue on the walls and had not finished redoing it. And then there was the lighting fixtures. Why don't you tell us, our listeners, about the lighting fixtures? So we're in, so we're standing in our little kitchenette, which, by the way, at that point in time, Bridget was wiping out a glass from the kitchen cabinet, and I I remember saying to her, "Are you, you're gonna drink out of that?" Because I had already ascertained what the room looked like, and I was like, "I can't put that <laughs> glass in my mouth. I should save Bridget's life too." Um, <laughs> but yeah, so in this process, we're like setting out our snacks and and stuff, and. I looked, I looked up at the lamp and there was like a red, uh, 7-Eleven kind of straw in the lamp, but the way it was illuminated, I was like, oh my God. And for a second I thought it was blood. And then to really back up that theory, there were also (laughs) these like rust spots and rust stains that looked like blood spatter on the outside of the lamp and then on the like the shaft of the lamp that was coming out of the ceiling. And so then I'm like, no, really, I'm not sure is this blood. And we, you know, we, we ascertained it wasn't. Um, so that's cool. <laughs> but uh, just backsplash comparison for you. Uh, the no backsplash to the handcrafted um, engineered art deco pattern in the bathroom at the Edison where they had like <laughs> perfectly created the most beautiful pattern I've ever seen made with I took a picture of the bathroom and I don't give a fuck normally about bathrooms <laughs> but I was like that tile work is impeccable and that's in like hundreds of rooms at this hotel so then that was nice to go to after having the dried brown glue on the wall <laughs> in Jersey <laughs> Oh, what about, uh, we didn't talk about the couch either, did we, in the jersey? No, we didn't. We had a pull-out sofa in our, like, living area. And I sat down, like, seven minutes into being in the room. And I was like, oh. And at first, because I am a chubby person, I was like, oh, no, am I so fat I broke the couch? But then I realized it was a pull-out sofa. But it was it was broken and when you would sit down the part with the couch or, or the couch cushion on top of the bed would sink below the frame of <laughs> so you were like inside the, the sofa bed like it was awkward 
yeah, the furniture definitely needed an update. And, like, I don't know what they were doing because they were obviously trying to remodel. You had noticed when we checked in that it was a privately owned Wyndham. Um, but they were obviously trying to remodel, but it was like instead of doing one room at a time, they did a thing at a time. So maybe they redid everybody's floors instead of saying, let's just do this this rental piece and then let's move over to this rental piece. Then, of course, there was the lovely smell of pot coming in from our neighbors. So all of these rooms are no smoking. And, like, you walked into the room, and, like, I know I'm highly attuned to it since I don't partake. But every time I fucking walked into that room, I was hit with the smell of pot. And it was worse than standing outside in the circle with you guys while you were fucking smoking. I mean, it was that strong. It was, it was like somebody was in our room smoking. It was horrible. I'm such a nerd that I was like, when the guys were coming over or whatever, I was like, wait, is the joint still lit? Like, I didn't want to let them in our room because I'm such a rule follower that I was like, you can't have weed in here. So the fact that our neighbors gave zero fucks and were just like, not my house. And like, I mean, if Snoop Dogg wasn't our neighbor at that hotel, (laughs) I would be surprised because that's how much weed was coming into our room nonstop. Oh, it was bad. It was bad. And, you know, and it's an extended stay type of hotel. And, you know, I lived in one of those types of hotels for like a month after a fire. So, you know, it becomes your home. But again, it's still a non-smoking property. You don't fucking smoke in there. And weed is fucking a strong scent. It's rough. It's rough. But other than that, um, I think the, you know, there was the slippery bathtubs or whatever. But the hotel, you know... We didn't spend a ton of time in the hotel room, so let's be realistic, you know. But we did have a great time meeting everybody. And, um, you know, we started out the weekend, uh, Friday night. A bunch of us went to Applebee's and was sort of like, okay, let's sort of get to know these people that we're going to be spending the rest of the weekend with. And we went to Applebee's and we sat outside because there was like 10 of us at the dinner that night. And um, we had the... um, which I've never, ever, ever seen before in an Applebee's, they had um, dueling piano players <laughs> at the Applebee's. And boy, was that interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah these two guys who um their ability to know songs relatively either off the cuff or look them up quickly was very good their vocal stylings not so good it's it almost slightly better than if me and eddie pence were singing along (laughs) but it's slightly better i don't know how much better but they at one point did Bohemian Rhapsody and it was like, oh my fucking God, fucking kill me. But, you know, they took their tips and they did Venmo tips and they, you know, listen, it was fun. It was an experience and it was a great way for us to get to know each other. But Saturday was the main day and that's when everybody was around. And we started Saturday. We went, we uh, all drove down to Red Bank and we had breakfast at this little frou-frou diner it was like an old diner car, but it was all with this frou-frou California type of fucking food and not your typical diner food. 
which was fine because I liked the food. I really enjoyed my lunch, to be honest with you. Um, and it was nice because there was this giant fucking table and um, we had a great time at breakfast and it was a real night. You know, I sat next to CJ and it was a great way to get to know him because like he wasn't there Friday night. So, you know, it was, you know, finally got to meet him in person. Um, so, you know, we had fun at breakfast, I would say. That uh, that waitress, by the way, w- was that a Jersey Shore tan or what? <laughs> she yeah, was, it was basically orange with then like pale baby pink lips it was it uh, she yeah. it, it was it was a mix between like early days of snooki and um donald trump orange it was like in between those two it was yeah. it was intense but she was lovely and she was new i think you said right yes she was definitely new she did tell me she was new. Bridget's not just the patron saint of fucking Long Island. She's also the patron <laughs> saint of waiters because there and then at the restaurant with the very sexy waiter we had at Fireside, mm. I think that was called. Um, yeah. She orchestrated to make sure they received appropriate tips and received the tips. Um, so she is she is a friend of surfers. Yes. And I made sure everybody could hear her because she wasn't very loud <laughs> and she could not command the table's attention. But we, I made sure in my very own unique way that everybody heard, was able to hear her and a, everybody paid attention when they were bringing out the food. And I mean, when I say everybody, I mean the entire diner. Bridget's... Um... By her own admission, though, I barely believe it. I do believe it a little more after this weekend. But Bridget is an introvert, which is going to be hard for anyone that's listening to the show to possibly even believe. But it's it's because you and I are so comfortable with each other that and mm-hmm. we're truly just talking to each other on the show that you are able to be a, your 100 percent true self in person. I was the one that was like, hi, person we just met. Here's a sticker. Listen to our show. We talk about dicks. <laughs> Bridget's not that person. So in the diner setting with a lot of people Bridget had just met when she was like, everyone get fucking quiet. We're going to listen. I was like, holy fuck shit. And that table, there was a cute little like little like grandma and then like a sassy hip young black lady at a table and they were just having a very quiet, simple breakfast. And I just watched the grandma's face just get big. Just like as Bridget was yelling at everyone, she was like, what is happening? I lived through like all these wars and famine and this lady's so loud. Oh, it was amazing. <laughs> Yeah, so we did that. And then we after lunch was over, we walked over to the secret stash. And I had not ever been to any of the secret stashes had not been to the original. And this was my first time at, of course, the new one. So that was a lot of fun. And we were there with a whole bunch of other Kevin Smith fans. And I love Kevin Smith. I love most of his work. Um, But you know, I'm not the uh, uber fan that some of these people are. So um it, it was great to be there with people who truly appreciate what he does and the work that he does. And it was great to see all the props and everything. Well, I, I took like a lot of pictures. Um, in fact, the little German guy that Ralph Garman plays in Yoga Hosers, the little mm-hmm. German bratwurst Hitler thingy, 
Uh, they had like a little teeny tiny one that had been used on the show and then mm-hmm. the the arms the little sausage arms <laughs> i was like taking pictures of that through the window and i was like what am i gonna do with this what what do i need this picture for and i couldn't stop myself like i think there's like three pictures of that in my camera roll mm-hmm. um but but a great time was had by all and uh in jersey uh, weed is now legal but weed is not like at just anywhere legal yet it's a little like it's seeping into the culture. And so when we were at the Secret Stash, they had out some of the movies, um, CBD seltzer, which I've had some and it is truly seltzer water. It is not. Don't think there's going to be a fun, fruity flavor to it. It is truly like you had like a LaCroix or like a bubbly. It's just hint of flavor, mostly just water. Anyway, they had that. And so uh, the people we were with, Someone was like, oh, you guys, you know, you have any pre-rolls or any of the Jan Silent Bob weed product? And they're like, no, it's, it's just getting legal here. So they said, but but we there's this shop that's a medical shop. But if you have a donation, I'm doing finger quotes here. If you have a donation, sometimes they'll help you. So then we all split off. People that didn't smoke weed or didn't care headed off to the quick stop. And then myself, Smokey, Seaman, and Jamie, we went off to this magical unicorn donation pot shop. And we got there and the guy was super chill. Also very sexy, by the way. Like, former, uh, I think he said army, I can't remember. But, but like, built like a brick shit house And, like, red hair, like, good sexy chiseled beer oh good looking dude anyway so we're there and we're like hey we heard that sometimes you have donation weed and the guy's <laughs> like oh yeah someone cleaned me out and so you know we normally have nerd ropes and all this shit anyway so we got a little bit of stuff but while we're doing that i was like here's a sticker man like we're bi-coastal biatches and the guy <laughs> like put it right up on his like red bull fridge right by the cash wrap and i was like yes people are gonna come in and they're going to be like, let me get some weed, bro. And then be like, what's that? And they're going to listen to our show. And I felt accomplished. Um, but no, it was it was a super chill experience. And Seaman bought me this cute little, uh, like, rolling. It's like a little tray that you would use while prepping, like, a joint. Or uh, maybe so you didn't lose any of your, um, like, your shake when you were done with your grinder. I'm... I'm clearly mansplaining weed prep to you which is unnecessary because it's not like you're gonna pick up that habit um cool well so we had a great time Mm -hmm. we did overall you would say we had a great time i did absolutely so would it be okay if even though we had the best time ever and we are even better friends than we were before we end the show on a negative note while we try to ruin the jekyll and hyde club well, do we want to talk about the recording of Because Fuck You, That's Why, and then rip apart Jekyll and Hyde? Yes, that works too. Okay. So the one of the main purposes of us being there was to um, re- do a joint recording for the Because Fuck You, That's Why podcast. And what they do is they have a contest called Cinemind. And Cinemind is basically a quiz show about movie trivia so there were 10 contestants and we each had to give pantsless aaron 
Erin's new best friend, um, her new <laughs> ethically monogamous partner, a non-monogamous partner. Uh, we each had to give him our topic for the specialty subject. And so we had to answer a bunch of questions in a two minute period. And then everybody did their specialty subject. And then we came back and then we went and did everybody had to answer questions in two minutes for the general movie trivia. And then whoever had the most points at the end, their charity of choice won um, a hundred dollar donation, which I think is wonderful. And all participants, the charity for all participants got at least a five dollar donation, which I think was really fucking fun. So, um, you know, we so the um, the specialty subjects were interesting is, you know, um, uh, Justin chose the Matrix. You had Augie who uh, not Augie, CJ, who pissed off Aaron because he chose the Back to the Future trilogy. <laughs> um, Augie was Lord of the Rings, which, uh, oh, my fucking God, Lord of the Rings. So, OK, <laughs> um, let's just say Randall's my hero with his fucking rant about Lord of the Rings. But that's besides the patent point. <laughs> um, and then Aaron chose Sunset Boulevard which was hysterical because as she's answering the questions on Sunset Boulevard, you see everybody in the fucking room just looking around like, what the fuck? I've never seen this movie. This is old, you know, which was amusing. I had chosen The Princess Bride because I love The Princess Bride. Um, And then we had Frank Sinatra movies, the Scream franchise. There was a bunch of things. So it was interesting. So, um, when we and I think Aaron, it would be fair to say because we sort of went towards the middle of the question section. Um, when we started hearing the questions that the earliest contestants were being asked, I know for me, I was like, "Holy fuck, I'm screwed! I am not going to get one question right because they were fucking some tough questions." Would you agree on that? I I was nervous going into it. I didn't perform as well as I had hoped. But I could also Mm -hmm. literally act out Sunset Boulevard for you right now. So I'm disappointed in myself. However, I was, I thought I was going to really suck. Yeah. Yeah. And we both came in in the middle of the pack with seven questions each for the specialty subject. And then we went to the um, general knowledge and they did it by um, you went in order based on the amount of points that you had won in the first section. So, again, we sort of went in the middle Um, and general knowledge, again, was interesting because, you know, some of these questions were like, holy fucking shit. Who the hell would know the answer to some of these questions? And then others such as the question that I think threw me, you, and Smokey, because we were cracking up, there was a question about arsenic and old lace, which you fucking need to see if you haven't seen it yet. Um, But we were cracking up over that one. So the general knowledge questions were interesting, to say the least. But um, with general knowledge, we did okay, to say the least. All right, well, actually, Todd said the answer already. I fucking um, won. Yeah, you did all right with general knowledge. I only got four of my like <laughs> 10 or 12 general knowledge questions right because they were about like total fucking recall, like predator, like just shit that like I had no, there was one that I had never even heard of the film and I was like, oh, cool. Why don't you fucking ask me about, you know, your. <laughs> 
college independent film project for school did i see that i don't know but yes i'm i am a sore loser however bridget is the winner we are the champions we are the champions and it came down to the last contestant really it it came down to the wire i won by one point um, I'm very annoyed that I got the Revenant wrong, but then again, fuck Leonardo DiCaprio because he's an asshole. <laughs> I wanted to win by more because I was really disappointed in the questions I got wrong in The Princess Bride. I should have won by more, but I could not fucking remember where the fucking movie took place. Florin, by the way. And I could not remember that Fezzik was originally from Greenland, which really fucking pissed me off. Because then if I had remembered those two, which I really fucking should have, I really would have won. But I still won. So that's all that fucking matters. Because I am a bad fucking loser. And I would have been miserable if I had lost because I hadn't given the proper answer to those two questions. Miserable. I'm an only child. And, um... I I just want to go on record and say that if I ever play a game with Bridget, I'm probably just, just going to let her win because <laughs> it's not worth it. And I'm an only child, so I have to, like, sometimes when I play board games with my mom and dad, my dad is, like, panic mode because he's like, oh, they're so competitive and mean. And then um, you're an only child, too, so you know. But mm-hmm. the only child dynamic with my mom and I causes us to then – we know we'll eliminate one of the other. So then we like team up on my dad where we're like, you're going to go down, Tom, you're mm-hmm. out of this game. And uh, it's pretty cutthroat. And that aside, I will defer to Bridget for most games or be yeah. on her team. So I also win. <laughs> Well, the thing is, is growing up because my father was not into board games and stuff, but like, especially when I go to California and visit my mother and her family, they are ultra, ultra competitive. They make me look like a wimp when it comes to these things. And, um, they did not let the little kid win. They did not let the little kid get answers right. You know, did they did not let the little kid, you know, get the occasional one. They didn't feed the little kid an answer occasionally. If I had to win, if I was going to win, I had to win on merit, not because somebody was being nice to me. I mean, it was, you know, so playing competitive games is difficult for me because I get very frustrated and I get very angry. So I usually try to avoid them, which is why I'm such a sore loser and a sore winner. So I am very fucking happy that I won. And I'm sort of happy because, you know, you had CJ and Rico there from the, the movie world, right? You know, they do the movies talk all the time. And, you know, their Potescue cast is about movies. And I fucking beat them. So I was fucking happy. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, you were. You really were. Um, yeah, yeah. Though I have to say, uh, Rico t- did the his topic for specialty was Frank Sinatra movies. And I was thoroughly impressed by his knowledge of Frank Sinatra movies. Thoroughly impressed. Agreed. Agreed. And then we had the hot waiter for dinner on Saturday night. Ugh. And he was so fucking hot. God he was, damn it. he had like, 
He had the eyes and like the coloring of that hot convict guy, the hot murderer who was really popular for a while. You know, that really, really sexy guy with like that caramel complexion and those light blue eyes that everybody was talking about. But like, you know, he was a fucking murderer. That's what this guy looked like, except he had dreads. Our waiter could have murdered me with his dick. (laughs) Seriously. Let's hope he is or is not listening since you gave him one of our stickers. I know. I... If you're listening, I'm sorry for objectifying you in that manner, but also just know that you're such a stone cold fox that we have to. It's literally, (laughs) we would be remiss if we didn't talk about how fucking hot you are. Jesus. Yes. You don't even like guys with dreads and you were like on fucking board. Fuck yeah. And Ugh. you you and I were not the only ones drooling over this dude. Let's Fuck just no. put it that way. No. Multiple yes. people. Multiple people. Ugh, yes. so sexy. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. So, but overall it was a really good time. Um they are planning another one for Vegas next year. Um, we're definitely going to try to make it. It's going to be a little tough because we have a wedding in Vegas the month afterwards. But and, you know, obviously I have to hit the wedding before I hit the odd pods thing. But, you know, so as long as I control myself financially, I should be able to do both. But it was really great getting to know these people that I've only met really over social media or, you know, the occasional Zoom call for the past year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it wasn't great. What? Jekyll and Hyde. Oh, God, yes. (sighs) Jekyll and Hyde. Okay. So, Erin has very fond memories from her younger days of the Midtown Jekyll and Hyde. I had also been to the Midtown Jekyll and Hyde and had fond memories of it. So, Erin was very much wanting to recreate these lovely memories Well, apparently the Midtown Jekyll and Hyde had closed. And I'm going to keep saying Jekyll and Hyde because I want to rip their fucking throats out and fucking kill these motherfuckers because it fucking sucked. So there had always been a Jekyll and Hyde in Greenwich Village, but I had never been to it before. I will never fucking go again. If I could, I'd light the place up on fucking fire which I don't think would be too difficult. We could probably just light a match and whatever fucking smells were coming out of that place would probably just, you know, burst into flames. Um, But let's just say it was disappointing to say the least. To say the very least. So we arrive at Jekyll and Hyde and as we're walking in, we get assaulted by this smell. And like, you know, listen, I've spent a lot of time in the city. I've dealt with a lot of nasty-ass fucking city smells. This one was beyond, just fucking beyond. It was like got to be one of the worst city smells I've ever smelled in my life. It was horrible. And then we go in, and why don't you pick up from there? (sighs) You know how, like, in the movie house of wax when they first get to the town it looks cute and quaint and that just deserted and then they realize that it's like decaying death under wax that's kind of <laughs> how jacqueline hyde club was when we first walked in the door i was taking pictures and i was like mm, i'm home i'm home i love it oh, i don't care if it's not in midtown it's so cute 
And then the longer we were there and the longer I breathed in the smell and the less of the actual interactive. I mean, it's it's essentially it's Chuck E. Cheese for adults, really. I mean, yeah. it's a spooky adult Chuck E. Cheese. But a lot of the effects and stuff weren't working anymore. And, um, you know, I've spent literally like 20 years telling people how cool this establishment was. So this was like just a real fuck you to me personally. Like I took it very personal. But it was just, I mean, the suit of armor next to our table was dirty, which like just take some pride in your fucking, this isn't Denny's. There weren't 19 children at that table for two that made that dirty. Just fucking clean some shit, you know? And then the food, it was a total bait and switch. If you look at the website, beautifully uh, crafted, delicious meals. Um, like what I remember from the Midtown location. And then what we got was this like sad, like I had these sliders and I, I'm not even shitting you. They ran out of like pickle slices. And so <laughs> there were deli pickle spears cut into quarters just stacked on top of my so there was this like half inch thick (laughs) pickle chunk on a slider and um and and then they were like mcdonald mcdonald's quality patties on like a hawaiian king's roll bun and um i mean we spent almost 300 dollars for the two of us to eat and go through the maze which then the maze i will let Bridget talk about the disgusting terrible maze experience oh yes so when we got there because we got there early we asked if we could do the maze first because we knew we were early for our dinner reservation and the guy's like oh the maze doesn't open for another hour so no you can't but you know we'll, we'll bring you there you can go in and eat we have a table available so you can go in and eat they didn't have a table available. They had two thirds of their fucking tables available for us to go in and eat. Okay. So now the other thing was, is we paid for these specialty drinks to get specialty fucking glasses for, and they come out and they bring us our drinks in these fucking pint glasses. And Aaron's like, well, where the fuck's my specialty glass? And the guy's like, Oh, we're out of it. Mind you, this is after he had her sign off on fucking paperwork in the fucking place. Right fucking pissed me off right so he tells us oh okay so when you're done with dinner we'll come to you and we'll bring you to the maze so we're like okay fine and we're sitting there we're sitting there and then they had moved us at one point so we could see the broken frankenstein thing that didn't really work well it worked better than most of their other um uh, uh animatronic stuff there so they never bring us so we walk up front and you know we've got to go through the smell because the smell never fucking leaves you this is after of course i went to the bathrooms that are not properly marked that were the fucking scary ass bathrooms like i've seen some worse bathrooms but not that much worse (laughs) um so the so we go up front because we're like um the maze and they're like oh okay so why don't you walk up these set of stairs and you make your left? So we get up to the top of the stairs and I'm like looking around. And I'm like, where the fuck am I going? I know he said to the left, but like, there's no lights. There's nothing here. You would think there'd be somebody there to greet you. Okay. So I'm like, okay, well, let's just walk through this one door that's on the left. And it's got those like black plastic slats. Like you're walking into a meat fridge or something like that. Right. And we walk in and it's pitch fucking black and there's nobody there and you know like i understand you're supposed to be in a maze um so you know it's got to be scary 
but like you also need to have a certain amount of security lights on top of which we are in Manhattan. And um, if you don't know anything about Manhattan, you don't leave the lights off because if you leave, tear, turn the lights back on, your floor will move around you because of things that come out. And based on the cleanliness factor of what we were seeing, I'm sure the floor really would have moved below us. So we see like a little light. So we're like, okay, let's walk through here. Now we walk through the, into the next room where there's bright lights and there's these animatronic figures. But here's the kicker of all of this. When we walk up the stairs, the air conditioning is not working. There's no fans in it. It's an unusually hot day in New York. It was up in the high seventies. It was really fucking warm and that smell we had downstairs has now somehow gotten even worse upstairs. So you're dealing with the heat, you're dealing with the smell, and I am very attuned to smells. So once I smell a bad smell, I can't get rid of it, and it will make me nauseous. I will dry heave constantly over smells. It's happened to me on multiple occasions. So now what's starting to happen is I'm starting to feel nauseous and I'm starting to feel faint. But I'm feeling bad because I know Aaron really wanted to go through this maze. But like I am at the point where I am getting sick. I'm physically about to be really sick because of the smell and the heat. And at that point, like we sort of look around and we're like, I'm just like, Aaron, I can't do this. I got to fucking go. So because I'm afraid I'm going to pass out. I'm afraid I'm going to pass out or I'm going to get vomit. I'm going to vomit on in the middle of the place. So we turn around and we start to walk back down the stairs and the guy who told us to go upstairs, he's like, well, wait, where are you going? Where are you going? I'm like, I got to leave. I'm, I'm about to fucking pass out. He's like, no, 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 no. You got to go through it. I'm like, uh, no, I'm going to fucking pass out. It smells and it's hot up there. There's no air conditioning and it fucking smells. I'm going to pass out. I'm leaving. He's like, well, we'll have somebody walk you through it. I'm like, that's not my fucking problem. My problem is I'm getting physically fucking sick. I need to fucking leave. And standing behind him is a scare actor who looks like she's got a $3 fucking crack whore wig on her head with some little fucking shitty ass makeup that even maybe I could do on me, you know, and I'm not the fucking like, you know, girly girl type. I'm like, no, and I'm out. And I just fucking walk out and I leave Aaron to deal with this guy as I'm literally kneeling down, trying to get some fresh air, sitting next to a New York City fucking dumpster. And the smell from the dumpster was preferable than the fucking smell inside this fucking hellhole. Aaron? <laughs> it, yeah, it was it was bad. And so here's the thing. Um, not to sound douchey, but so I spent 17 years working as a scare actor sort of professionally at Knott's Berry Farm for their annual event. And um, I did some of their, like, television commercials and stuff as well. Like, I mean, I really, really lived and worked in that industry for a long time. And a lot of effort goes into lighting a haunted attraction to look dark. But actually, you need some light or you're not going to see the special effects. Um and this wasn't that and the first room being pitch black my eyes are light sensitive or photo whatever you call that where um when it's real dark they can't see if they've recently had light 
And not to mention the fact that going up the stairs felt very much like Lorraine Bracco towards the ends of Goodfellas <laughs> when there he's like, yeah, no, I've got some, you want some Dior dresses? They're down there. And like, he keeps sending her like to this like farther, creepier place. And she feels like she's going to get murdered. I didn't feel that way, but I did. Uh, I mean, I didn't think I was going to get murdered. There was nothing scary about this, but I did have that sense of dread. Like, this seems like a bad idea to have. Because even the stairs were shockingly dark yeah. for safety reasons. And then, so the first room that had anything in it, which was just a bunch of mannequins, was bright white. I mean, like, flash going off in your face, bright white. And then the next room again, past those slats the plastic flap slat things they're basically big like um mud flaps (laughs) that's what they are basically when the next room after that was pitch black which is when you were like i can't i can't do this and you were like go 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 and i was like i can't fucking see i can't proceed if it's this every other room bullshit and i was just sweating at this point too um i mean my my hair was like almost shower wet it was just so hot up there and yeah, the guy basically gave zero fucks. The manager's named Jared. Um, and I've I've sent now two strongly worded emails to the Jekyll and Hyde Club. Because we're trying to at least get a little of our money back. Because we paid extra for the maze and there were no monsters in it. And we paid extra for the membership, which was a uh, mostly shitty keychain. Probably cost them a nickel. And we paid extra for the drink cups that we didn't get, which I got many times when I was there at the Midtown location, which looks like it closed uh, either in 2012 or 2015. Um, And then they tried to be in Times Square and that closed and they moved everything to Mm. this shithole one in the village. Um, So that's that's the timeline I've kind of found online but it just it was just such a disappointment it's it's one of those things where um you know i have always had great success when people say you can't go home you can never go home again it's not the same and i've really been truly blessed until this experience where most of the time i've either managed my expectations that something will be similar but not the same or it will be the same and wonderful and it always is and this was so awful (laughs) it was not that experience it was it was rough and you know and we will say i I, you know i think it's fair to say our waiter you could tell he was a new waiter didn't have much experience but he was pleasant there was nothing wrong with him um the guy with the fucking dead cat walking around um he was lovely um you know we gave him our sticker as well um, but you could, you know, some he was lovely to deal with, and he very obviously knew what was going on in this place. You know, uh, it was just, it was so bad. I mean, and when we asked about the drink cups, the guy was like, "Oh, well, we can't give it to you," and we're like, "Well, give us a refund then." And he's like, "I can't. You bought it online." He's like, "But I can give you free drinks." Oh, fuck you! I don't want free drinks. I want my fucking glass that I fucking paid for. You fucking asshole. Um, so it's a total bait and switch. And then like when we got home, I made the mistake of looking up the Google reviews for it. And, you know, there was a few people who were either paid to write a review or were employees writing reviews just so they could get, um, you know, some business in there. 
because it was either a review that was blatantly fake or somebody who's never eaten out in a restaurant before and has no idea what like even Chuck E. Cheese dining is like. Um, or it was a real review and there were reviews going back minimum of two months talking about how people were bait and switched with the fucking um, glasses and, you know, being told the same thing we were told. Oh, we don't have them available. They're on back order. And again, you know, you start off trying to be nice because you're like, okay, well, you know, we are dealing with the COVID pandemic. We do know if you pay attention to the news that there are problems with delivery, there are problems with things being out of stock because the shipping companies can't get into the ports and all those other things. So, you know, you want to be somewhat nice, but like, if you know you're fucking out of them, you don't fucking give us a fucking free drink and replacement. You give us the fucking money back for our glass that we paid for. Fuck you, you fucking cocksuckers. You give us my fucking money back. And again, it's not that a fucking, you know, it's, it's a fucking glass. It costs, what, $10, $15, whatever it was. But it's the point. You know you haven't had them because you're probably too broke because you're not making any money because the place is a shithole because they're not able to do the upkeep on it. Don't fucking sell it to us. Don't fucking sell it if you don't have it. You know, because, like, if they had said on the website, hey, we don't know if they're going to be in stock, we would have been like, okay, we'll we'll buy it while we're there if they have it. And if they don't, they don't. You know, no big fucking deal. But it was just total bait and switch, such bullshit. Uh, the reviews, I mean, all of – and pretty much all the reviews said the same thing that we did. Nothing wrong with the waiters and waitresses. Nothing wrong with the guys walking around. The problem was is they were obviously on their way out. They, they're they definitely on their downhill slide and they need to do something about it because it was just, it was a nightmare. It was an absolute nightmare and not in a good way. Yeah. It was disappointing. And, you know, and I felt bad because I know how much you were looking forward to it. And, you know, it, it sucks that you weren't able to get at least something of the memories that you had. You know, that nostalgia trip that we look for. Meh. You know what? I made new memories with you. Mm-hmm. And on that lovely sentiment, <laughs> Bridget, where can they find us on social media? They can find us on Facebook in our new Facebook group, which is By Coastal Biatches, that you can search for. Instagram, By Coastal Biatches. You can email us at bicoastalbiatches at gmail.com or you can find us on Twitter at bicoastalbiotc1 or just simply search bicoastalbiatches and you will find us. And you can find us on all of your favorite podcast players, including Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Pocket Casts. Sponsor us, sponsor us, sponsor us, please. Beautiful. Well, and please like, share, subscribe. Tell your friends. Tell your friends to tell their friends. The bigger we grow this community, the more we can all do for each other, and the bigger, better friendships we can all create. That's right. All so right. with that, we'll keep talking if you keep listening. All right. Catch you on the <laughs> flip side. Bye. <laughs>